Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And welcome, everyone, beloved souls, to this broadcast. These shows are in full support of you and your journey on this beautiful awakening path. I am here today in full dedication to New Earth and helping you achieve the greatest you that's possible. And we have a very interesting show today. We are back once again with a very powerful voice alchemist who himself is working diligently to empower leaders to step up and use the power of the voice. And Stuart Pierce is here today to assist in many soul readings so that we can each really fully step forward as that greatness that we are. I want to welcome everyone for joining us, and let's welcome back Stuart Pierce to Quantum Conversations. Hello, Stuart. Hello, hello, hello. How wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much for inviting me back on your program. And what an amazing program or what a series of series of programs you have on your channel. Um, you're, you're so wonderful, Loren. You know, your con- the contribution that you give or that you make rather to our lives is just so glorious. My gosh. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I actually have to return that around to every ear and soul who is listening to this broadcast because it is, again, for each person listening and just for you showing up here in this space, that itself is so beautiful. And I'll say this again, there is a great awakening going on, whether you have been on the awakening path for a long time 
or whether you are just now getting that desire to learn more, this is a beautiful place to fully express yourself, step into this incredible mastery, and learn as much as you can about it. And Patrick, or Stuart, I always want to call you Patrick Stewart, but Stuart. Wow, I want to call Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Another famous actor with you a know, beautiful my, voice. Um, a distant relation, my <laughs> grandfather was an Irishman, and a distant relation was Porrick Pierce, or Patrick Pierce, who ah. led these rising in 1916 to help create the Republic of Ireland in the South. Um, okay. And, you know, I feel great kinship with him, but, no, I'm Stuart. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, and Stuart... Thank you for alluding um, <laughs> covertly to Porrick Pierce. Uh, Porrick is the, is the Gaelic for Patrick. Okay. Well, beautiful. I I did just want to say that the work that you're doing is quite incredible as well because this is a vertical connection and you're helping give information that actually confirms what people know within themselves. And that is very validating. That's what I love about it. We're going to be able to experience some mini soul readings with you today. We've got people on the show who will be on the phone asking their questions. And callers, if you are joining us on the phone, star two, get your hand raised so we can unmute you. Uh, And there may be room for some questions that come over the Q&A box. Okay, there's Mm -hmm. one Uh, That will come in, but we'll get to all of that. Right now, I just want to say, when we do these readings, there is such an acceleration in our spiritual growth because of that connection. Again, the validation of this voice that we hear within. And oftentimes, that would be our own guides or maybe the angelic realm. But... um, I would like you, Stuart, to talk a little bit about how these, how this work, these soul readings, actually do validate the information that we know within. Mm. Well, now isn't that interesting? So if I approach it from the point of view that our soul is the oracle, our soul is the, the cash, you know, the treasure trove, of extraordinary information that we have garnered, that we have gathered together over many, 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 many lifetimes. And here we are at this time of great shifting, this time of great turning on our planet, which is a time of renaissance. I mean, we can't call it that because we're living it, but it is a time of renaissance. So in, you know, in millennia to come or in 100 years, 200, 300, 400 years, however long it takes us to really birth the nature of living in the Aquarian age, we will look back and say it was a time of immense changing, of immense shifting, a time of renaissance. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by this is that there is a crack in time. And as a result of there being a crack in time, or if you might say a crack in the three dimensions that we live, the potential in its infinite form is greatest. And when we come together, as you were just saying, in a communion rather like the one that we're engaged in right now, and we share ourselves and ask very um, intelligent questions about 
how can I allow my soul's treasure trove or my soul's counsel to become even more open like an oracle, but very remarkable non-corporeal or angelic or spirit guardian or ascended master aid comes to us through this crack in time. And I mean, today, it's very specifically, you know, I, I mean, I just love the predestination of today that you mm-hmm. and I should choose we would meet <laughs> to form on this day, May the 1st, Yay. which is always crucial since the beginning of, or since the middle, rather, of the 19th century, as being Labor Day or a day when we celebrate workers' freedom. But there's a more ancient significance to it, and that is that it's the ancient festival of Beltane, this first new moon, which is the new moon in Taurus. Mm. And it's Beltane, is, Beltane, uh, Beltane is a, a, a time of no time. It's where the sun is midway between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. Oh. It's when, in ancient lore, the green man of spiritual optimism meets the May Queen of magical purity. And so the veils between the worlds are at their thinnest right now. Well, actually, technically speaking, it's really on Saturday, <laughs> because the new moon is on Saturday, on May the 4th. But, of course, here we are on May the 1st which is a day that we've always regarded as being a day of liberation. So no time is when the worlds of spirit and the worlds of the material intermingle and unite. You know, the the veils are so thin. And so they bring forth great magic. So it's a time when the fairies return from their winter respite, carefree, and full of mischief and delight. <laughs> and on this night of Beltane, or on the night, you know, if you want to be very strict about the influence of the new moon on the 4th, which is Saturday, that night of Beltane, in times past, folk would place rowan branches at their windows and doors for protection for many otherworldly occurrences can transpire during this time of no time. And so our awareness becomes peaked. And just as it is today, we look towards the new moon in Taurus on Saturday because it's a time for wishing, for dreaming, and it's a time for great magic and miracles, this crack in time. So on such a night as this, the veils are so thin, it's an extremely magical time. And in ancient lore, it's said that the queen of the fairies rides on her white horse, moving through the lives of all humankind. And as she moves over, particularly if she moves over you when you're asleep, she can give you energy in your dreams that will bring forth all manner of things. So it's very, you know, it's very important to be discerning and judicious and very specific about what one's wishes and dreams are on a night like this, or indeed on the night of May the 4th. Now, with the Queen of the Fairies roving in this way, what she does is to bring forth enticements from the fairyland. She literally fulfills ancient legendary prophecies. 
Um, so if you sit beneath a tree on Beltane night, you can, it, it is prophesied that you can see the, the fairy queen or you will hear the sound of her bells, the horse bells. She has 52 of them. And as she rides through the night, you will hear all of the fairies gather behind her. Now, furthermore, legend has it that if, if you hide your face, she will pass by you. But if you look at her, she will choose you for one of her own and will capture you and take you into fairyland. I just love this. <laughs> so celebrating the Queen Mab, the Queen of the Fairies, in this way means that today and at this time we're being asked to really dig deep and draw up the energy of our hearts. And once we're there, to keep our hearts open because the heart is the seat of the soul. And as soon as we do this, we experience untold love. We experience the love of our dear ones, but we experience the love of all the fairies, all the spiritual kingdom, all of the undines and the salamanders and the dryads and the naiads and the sylphs, all of the angels, this time of remarkable becoming. And if we can really move through open hearts into practicing tolerance, patience, and acceptance, we're onto something really amazing, not just for <laughs> we personally, but in the collective. So a soul reading can bring about an interpretation of where the dear one is in relation to all of these energies, you know, that weave in and out of this space called no time. Yes, and so this space of no time is a time for dreaming, and I love mm -hmm. your exchange there. Oh, it is beautiful. And when we truly can be in our open heart, that is a level of mastery that we are all working for. And it's very interesting because the energies we are experiencing are supporting us, and if we're not aware of it, we begin to see these patterns of what we could call frequency loops or time loops based on programming, like the wounded child within us. And so as we catch ourselves in these energies and see where we get off kilter with those feelings of mastery, love, compassion, unity, then we're helping clear that out of our body and it is shifting the collective. It is so beautiful and that really is the journey and it is what is to keep in mind as we go through the public world outside of us because we can see um, some roughness around the edges but that's even a greater call for love, right? So, mm, absolutely. We're gonna, I mean, yeah. we, as you're saying, we're seeing an old order move through a period of devolution so that yeah. we can reach a point of completion and then to a point of correction and then a point of, a point of creation. And uh, when old orders shift, change, move through the possibility of completion, which effectively is change. There's a tremendous amount of anxiety that precedes change. 
largely mm-hmm. as a result of the fact that we've been brought, brought up, socialized, conditioned, into believing in something that the patriarchy gives us, which is called permanency. So we fix things in our lives so that they have permanency. I must have a permanent relationship. I must have a convivial relationship with my family, which represents permanency because they represent my lineage. I must get a good education. I must get a good job. I must get a good job. I must get a good job because it represents Mm -hmm. permanency. So -hmm. it provides me with money that allows me to rent continuously or buy a house, which is possibly even better because... (laughs) The belief systems go on and on and on. Because by buying a house, it means permanency. Mm -hmm. And then we begin to realize that permanency doesn't even exist. All there is is constant creativity. So if we can open ourselves to, you know, the the night of this night, um, Mm -hmm. and of course I have the privilege of the fact that it's dark here, whereas if we go to those dear people who are possibly listening in from the western seaboard of the United States of America or other areas of the world, it's still light. But here we are in in this time of no time darkness, as I am, and therefore the fairies are dancing. So it's a space of infinite potential to really bring forth what we wish to do with this element of change, knowing full well that we will always be supported by the angels and by the fairies and by the spirit guardians, by the universe itself, we will always be looked after. And that is so comforting. Yes, beautiful. There is no more, because the universe is a love letter written by God directly for us. Yeah. And so, are we reading the love letter, or are we actually, as you were alluding to just now, are are we in denial of our love? Are we in shame of our love? Are we in a possessive form of love so that we're not actually in unconditional love, we're in conditional love? And conditional love is largely the fixture of the patriarchy or the male energy trying to make something permanent. Um, Whereas the, the divine love of the divine feminine, the divine female, is all about complete unconditionality. So it's just whatever you whatever you want to do, I will continue loving you because I don't want to fix you, I don't want to fade you, I don't want to change you. I'm just in full acceptance of who you are, but also at the same time be prepared that if you misbehave, if you do something inappropriate, I might say, was that the best choice? <laughs> but otherwise, I'm yeah. still going to love you. So all of this feminine energy is so rich at this time to really help us surrender, yield, and accept the change is all we have. You know, all conditions are temporary. All conditions are temporary, including this wonderful communion of souls that you have so beautifully initiated. And I've been willing to come along and, 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 you know, engage in conversation in this way with yourself and with all the people that are breathing in cyberspace out there. Yes, so beautiful, really quite exquisite listening to you, and we all take comfort in that. So we are listening to Stuart Pierce today, voice alchemist, and he has worked with really high-level people on the planet, including Marianne Williamson, 
Lady Diana, Princess Diana, and that is quite exquisite. Our earlier shows with you go into that and talk a little bit about it. And I wanted to ask you, um, as you were talking about, we will continue to love and give unconditional love, right? So this comes up a lot. We've we've actually been chatting offline with people about this topic of family. There's some family um, relatives that may not be at a same conscious awareness level. And so if there is someone being, I guess you could say the word toxic, to um, how would we continue to give unconditional love? You said it. We give unconditional love. However, we have to be able to find that voice, the loving, compassionate voice that will share our thoughts as it demands respect, right? It demands um, from the other person. Can you talk a little bit about this? Uh, for yeah, example, I mean, would you, would you hang out with a relative? It is. Would you hang out with a relative or would you choose to not be with that relative while giving unconditional love? Or is that well, a condition? <laughs> I feel that what's happening as we open our hearts at this time is that we're unplugging from a system of governance that has always controlled us. And as we unplug from the controls, we're moving into an expression of our own love in response to the great guidance of the universe. So we become, archetypically, living within our own sovereignty. And if we're living within our own sovereignty, where each and every one of us, the king-queen principles, are at balance, why would we, in our wildest dreams, wish to compromise our love, our joy, our compassion, and our empathy with anybody who is behaving toxically, whether they be yes. a blood lineage or mm -hmm. just simply companionship or anybody you know, in the broader context, in the broader social context of the world. So in determining our sovereignty, I believe that we're being given certain skills that are universal precepts that many of us have forgotten because of being caught within the membrane of what it is to um, listen solely to our father's voice or our mother's voice if she's being particularly um, strong in the sense of moving forward and wearing the trousers and being the patriarch, uh, the patriarch even though she's um, you know, palpably in flesh of a different form. That you know, if we get manipulated by that, and of course the patriarchy is based on tribal construct, and therefore in its rank sense uses tribal warfare, and tribal warfare normally comes from the male, like daddy or the clan chief or the king or the pope or the judge or the teacher or the policeman or the president or the whatever in male form that says you should do this you ought to do this it is your obligation and your duty to do this it is your responsibility to do this because you are my child you are my son you are my daughter and if you don't like it then you're going to upset your mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're treating this place like a hotel. 
and then it gets to the final bit, which is well, if you if you are going to constantly uh, be contentious in relation to my role as your father, you can leave. I will disinherit you, and you will go out there, and you will be alone. Now, all of these techniques, this is why I call them tribal warfare, they stop us from being who we truly are. Yeah. And if it, even if it's not just simply energy in the way that I've described it, being dispensed by father, it often is dispensed by someone else in the family who wishes to control the situation, mm. which, who wishes to control us through elaborate control dramas. And if we're not mm. careful, we succumb to those control, those control dramas and we experience, as you were describing it, unbelievably toxic behaviors where the whole of our being physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, all of our essential loves, all of our beliefs, all of our attitudes are compromised to such an extent that they are on the verge of disintegration. If we're to move forward into the full love of our souls, if we're to move forward into the crucible of our, into the crucible of our hearts, that I feel what we need to do is say, I'm really, really sorry, I'm continuously going to love you, but your behavior is so inappropriate, it's so inaccurate in the sense of, I believe in love and peace. I believe in kindness and empathy and, char and charity. But none of these actions do I see in this behavior. So what I'm prepared to do is to leave right now. I'm, I want you to realize that I'm not rejecting you. I want you to realize that I'm always going to love you but I'm going to love you from afar. Now, okay. I personally speak through the voice of experience because I've had to do this with, yeah. my, with some of my members of my family. Yeah. Meaning, how can I be the reference that I wish to be in the world? How can I be the person that I wish to be in the sense of spreading love and joy and freedom and hope in the world if I'm compromising that? How can I be the person that I wish to be as a vessel that gives hope and that gives aspiration to other people who look at me as I stand on large stages and write books and come on wonderful programs like this? How can I anticipate any of those people to respect me if I'm living double standards, if I'm saying all these things and then I go back to victimhood and be poisoned by a member of my family or, you know, um, a personal friend or a lover. It means that I'm engaging in the rhetoric of war. It's not, I'm not mm -hmm. engaging in the rhetoric of peace. So I say yeah. one of the first principles is to detach, feel stillness, and observe, which ostensibly means we remove ourselves from the scenario. That doesn't mean to say that we're unloving because we've already described to the individual who creates the drama why we're doing what we're doing. And if it's impossible to do that because they are violent people, then I feel the most important thing is to write it down or to tape it, whether that's taping it on an MP3 or on a recording device so that they can hear it when we are not present. 
The third option, of course, is to recognize that what we're doing is something which is infinitely magical than staying and compromising, staying and becoming weak and enfeebled, staying and being disintegrated. That we, what we can do is to employ the transcendental energy of our angelic guardian, our great genie who is with us all the time and has been with us since the moment of our inception and will be with us to the moment we decide to go back into source. Or we can ask the Divine Mother, the Divine Father, our spirit guardians, or the Ascended Masters. And if we ask on bended knee, if we ask in humility, if we ask through pure love and compassion, pure unconditional love, not I want this person changed, but purely and simply I want this person to feel the greatest joy, the greatest love, the greatest peace, and the greatest compassion then automatically magic starts happening. Now, whether that person responds in their behavior and reaches a point of an epiphany or a major point of transition is neither here nor there. The point is that they are receiving the energy and they will actually meet the energy fully either in this life or in the next. But the, mm. you know, the, the, the crucial salience is mm -hmm. the fact that we're healing, meaning we're allowing the energies to move back to wholeness and not living in division, disintegration, separation, and disillusionment. Because all of those feeling states are not in touch with source. The point yes. that we're engaged in right now, as we detach and give love and forgive and accept, is that we're on the brink of a quantum leap experience where all of us feel the absolute samadhi of all is one. There is no separation. Violence separates. Mental cruelty separates. Domestic terrorism separates. The control drama of cruelty separates. But what we're all moving towards is this exquisite chink in time who knows, it may happen this evening, where we literally step into the fifth dimension, a space of no time, no weight, no space, which is utterly inclusive. This is an emanation of source energy. And just to finalize, you see, I feel fervently in every cell of my body, I feel that the experiment that we're being given as we live our lives on planet Earth is a cosmic experiment to see can we embody deep within our physical membrane our souls as though they were fresh minted from the source in this nanosecond. Can we live the source here? And I feel that that's what Yeshua, that's what the great master Jesus was saying when he said, ye shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. It's here. It's not there, wherever there is. It's here. It's absolutely here. Um, so many, many, many things. But thank you for asking the question about, you know, what do we do with toxicity? It's really, really challenging. But if we keep, if we keep kowtowing to it, we feed it, and yeah. it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's why we have war on our planet. I mean, war, I feel, is the unintelligent expression of anger. Anger is something yeah. that we all feel 
we start with displacement and then it moves into frustration then we become irritated and if it builds and it builds and it builds it becomes anger and there's nothing wrong with anger it's a protest but when it becomes inaccurate is when we then project it onto somebody else and we hurt them it becomes cruel and then we start to enjoy it so much because the ego gets carried away that we start to just, you know, literally be violent. As I was saying just now, we become terrorists. You know, when I look into the field of terrorism, contemporary terrorism, the, the thing that frightens me in the moment that I review it is the fact that the conviction of hatred in the terrorist is so powerful that it's more strong than the conviction of love within us. Right. When I say within us, those of us who choose to not live the path of terrorism. Mm-hmm. Yes, beautiful, uh, Pat, um, Stuart. This was very helpful for many. I know many are feeling that. And so again, in the face of everything, we are here in love, we are promoting peace and harmony, and that is a really important way to center because, yes, that is embodiment of the soul. So it's a beautiful process that we're each moving on, we are each experiencing, and we're all going through it. And so thank you for sharing that, Stuart. My pleasure. Okay. You know, I'm, sort of a, I'm reminded of a phrase that I heard Marianne use. Um, at a meeting that I was at with her, where she mm-hmm. said, being spiritual is not a popularity contest. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that, you know, being right. spiritual is a pathway of discernment, not a pathway of judgment. But it mm-hmm. is not a pathway of saying yes, 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 to everything that is inappropriate. Violence is inappropriate. Hatred is inappropriate. Child molestation is inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I feel it's really significant that we have the ability to say no. I feel that that's another level of acceptance. So we have to be bold with this. And, you know, one of the great initiations, I'm sure you, you, you experienced it, Lorraine, as many of the people out there that are listening in, that one of the great um, degrees that we need to move through is to recognize that we are all one, that being alone is merely a contraption, a contraction that we've constructed that is poured out of that space of if you, dis- if, if, you, if you behave badly, I will disinherit you, and therefore you will be alone. In other words, you'll be cast out of the tribe. But if we cannot move into, yes, 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 from a sentimental point of view, that if we're sentimental, sentimentality is always to do with an uncertain sense of self. So we hold on to the conviction of old relationships, even if they're violent, even if they're toxic, simply because they give us a sense of grounding. We call it, they give us a sense of security. But because we're feeling fearful, because we're feeling hurt, and because we're feeling unsafe, there's no way that they create security. It's just that we're used to being there. Mm -hmm. And so it's requiring this very, very strong, courageous step as we move forward. And the more of us 
the more of us that do move forward, the easier it is going to be to reinvent the wheel, to reinvent the communions that we all wish to reach into, whether it's with one person or a group of people, when we say, I wish to be in harmony, I wish to further relationships with kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. Whatever our description is, it seems to me that what it means is that we're reaching into one of the most fundamental degrees of what it is to feel love. And that is that we become empathic. We feel empathy, which means that we, don't, that we identify with someone else's situation. We don't move into a disempowerment with them if they're in a roughshod, difficult, or ill-at-ease, or unwell state. It means that we simply hold them in the space of our love. And that's when extraordinary energies open synergistically, and magic starts happening. Yes, beautiful. All right, we're ready to bring the magic forward in our life, being centered in those mastery skills of love and harmony and peace. And it comes after we clear ourselves. And now you, Stuart Pierce, you are here. You are a portal for the 12 angels of Atlantis. And you are going to be helping uh, assist with our callers today in many soul readings. We've got some callers on the line and I'd like you, um, is it with each person here, um, let's try to be honorable of, we've got at least 20 people with their hands raised. So this is a, a mini soul reading and we'll try to get through as many as we can. First off, we're going to go to um, Robbie or Roby in Las Vegas on our web call. Robbie, you are unmuted. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, and is it Robbie? It is Robbie. Hi. Okay, so Stuart is here with us on the line. Incredible excitement. Thank you, Stuart. I look forward to your reading. Hi, hi, honey. Now, look, the way that soul readings, so everybody can hear as well as yourself, the way that soul readings function, notice it's called a soul reading and not psyche. Now, obviously, I'm a psyche, but what it's about is, are you living harmony? Are you living a sacred marriage between your 3D life and your soul? And if you feel that there are issues that are coming up, that aren't allowing you to live a life of sustainable joy, then let's just look into what does your soul want for you. That's what is meant by a soul reading. Does that make sense, darling? Yes, it does. And um, very much so. Uh, With that, uh, I do feel alignment between my third and my fifth dimension. I do live in myself most of the time. And I did speak with Princess Diana before you called me. She told me you were going to do this. (laughs) Yeah, I get a lot of, uh, I'm an empath. And um, as I was taking notes when you were speaking, because I had a situation of separation where my um, daughter has been in, uh, she's 17 and she's been living with her best friend. And uh, this woman, you know, is just not giving her up. Uh, 
and I feel that they, I know that they are, um, without judgment here, I know that they are not in the empowerment in which you just spoke up. And so I, I am taking her to, you know, court. It's so uh, embarrassing, but I don't want to come from that space of, uh, Okay, so uh, you'll have to Judgment. forgive me. The line is not as clear as it could be. And okay. Because of the heightened, the heightened nature of what you're experiencing, uh, understandably, you're moving quite fast in speech. So am I right in saying that um, you're, you're really, I feel the love in your voice, that you're really moving on your path as steadfastly as you can and with great yeah. courage. Live, love is all there is and to experience a togetherness and an all-oneness with the universe. But a problem has arisen, which is a very, very powerful karmic issue with your 17-year-old daughter, where she has run away from home? Yes. Yes. And uh, she doesn't want anything to do with you? Yes. Yes. And you say that you are going to... You were going to have to legalize the separation. Is that what you referred to? I couldn't quite hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll try speakerphone. Let me try it. Uh, okay. Is that any um, so, hello? Hello. Um, it was, that's actually worse, actually. Okay. So you're good, Robbie. Yeah. I, I'll help okay. translate, too. I think okay. you got it. Okay, very good. Uh, yeah. There. Okay. okay. I took them off. Yeah. Then we get to the, you know, so, you know, other callers may like to think about, well, what do you want to ask very specifically? Otherwise, we get involved, we get embroiled in the scenario. And our souls are not really interested in the story. Our souls are not interested in the themes so that they can really help, help us heal the themes because the themes are karmic. So, my darling, why, why is it necessary to legalize the separation? Not to legalize it, but to delegalize it, because she intervened and took over my daughter when she was staying at her house by default. And with that, I was going through a, a move. You know, her father had died two years ago, and so I was going through a move, and I wasn't stable at the time. So I'm dealing with survival I see. Issues. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you were going through a loop. I mean, you were going through desperate times. And, of course, those desperate times were rearranging the whole hierarchy of your values. I mean, the most important thing was that, you know, the sacred relationship between mother and child was being severed. So, understandably, you were experiencing severe things. Okay. Now, of course, you've moved through that, and now you're bravely on the other side beginning to look at, okay, without judging, without um, excoriating her, you know, ripping her to pieces, what is the best thing to do? And so you're moving into a level of self-protection. What I'm going to do is to open up the oracle and see which angels are wanting to be with you at this time. So in other words, I'm reaching into higher vibration to ask for transcendental healing. And the first angel that comes forth is Raziel. Now, Raziel is the angel of the mysteries, and the card that in the oracle that is being revealed is intuition, which is saying that in the deep, quiet, still, silent part of you, you will know exactly what you need to do to maneuver your way through this situation. But what I hear Raziel also doing, because the intuition is the inner teacher, 
It's the intuition of your soul that is being released at this time to equip you with all the devices that you need, that you've accumulated from prior life, to release this karma and to find the greatest harmony. But what I'm also hearing is the fact that you need kindred spirits around you. Do you have a soul sister? Do you have a friend who's a sister? I have. I'm very uh, isolated person, isn't it? I really am so fine So that's why I'm asking you this question. What I'm asking you to do is to find a sister, to find um, a friend who who is actually going to be able to support you through this really, really difficult time. Um, And, you know, it may be that you look into the process that you're going through as um, uh, in need of a support group or in need of going to a sacred circle. And um, I don't know, I don't know the, the area of, Ve- of Vegas or Nevada very well. Um, are you familiar with Steve Rother? Steve Rother? No, I Because he not. lives in the Vegas area. I can, uh, look, I can Google it. Is there R-O-T-H-A-L? Oh, yeah. He's a brown channel yes. and a man of extraordinary experience and great love. You need to be with kindred spirits so you can see that you're not going crazy. You're just purely and simply um, finding a way through this very challenging karma. Now, when you look at the karma, what's the theme? Are you familiar with the theme? Oh, boy. Uh, uh, Separation of... uh, I'm not sure. I haven't nailed the theme yet. I haven't even thought to ask my higher power. What a good question. So it's separation, isn't it? Whether it's to do with your daughter's perception of separation from you or your daughter's perception of the fact that you separated from her or the fact that now you feel separated from the divine vessel that is part of your blueprint as a woman, you know, your child. And so the theme is separation. And therefore your soul is wanting you to find ways of moving into the, the togetherness, the communion of kindred spirits. You said mm. yourself, actually, I'm quite isolated. But so isolation is also, um, is also a part of the whole nature of what it is to separate. If we isolate because we need to find healing, it's very different from the nature of separation, do you see? Um, you know, all you have yeah. to do is to look into the eyes of the saints, and you can see that they were often separating themselves and being very solitary. That's very different from, um, you know, isolation on that level is very different from the nature of what it is to be at one with the divine. Because the angels want to speak to you. The, the divine wants to speak with you. The next angel that comes through is Uriel, and Uriel is the divine companion. So Uriel literally oversees all of our friendship apparatus. And the card that comes through as I open the oracle is abundance. So my darling, you've done so much to really try try and find a way of healing this situation. You're nearly at the point of absolute success. And as a result of that, all parties will feel a level of love-filled abundance. I hope that's been useful. Bless you. Yeah, of course. Bless you, my <laughs> you, you are You are going to be in my prayers. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
my isolation has been to protect. I understand better. Oh, so much thanks to you and our blessed Diana. Thank you. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you. Not you. Thank you. Bye. Yes. (laughs) I love what you said there. Live. Love is all there is. That should be a bumper sticker. It is. (laughs) Live it. We live. Love is all there is. Very simple. Okay. Um, All right. So what does your soul want you to know? Stuart Pierce is here taking questions from you in a mini soul reading. Now we're going to go up to Diana on the web call in New Jersey. Hello, Diana. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Blessings. Um, Hello, darling. um, uh, Hello, Stuart. I'm so honored to speak to you in this way. Um, I'm not quite certain it is a soul reading. First of all, I would like to thank you. A couple of months ago, you were on Lauren's show, and Lauren read my question to you about my light language. And I had asked you um, more about its meaning and what to do with it. And it was a question. You did not hear my voice. And what you said to me was so powerful because up until that point, there was a little bit of doubt as to the authenticity of what was coming through me. And I know as I did... uh, some very deep work, it was because of a lack of self-love on a very deep level, worthiness. And I played that over and over and over again. And it just opened me up. And uh, at this point, right now, I'm in the process of beginning to open up to other people about this, and Mm -hmm. I am really moving forth, and I, I I think I created this word, it may not be a word, in my vulnerableness, because (laughs) I still have Mm -hmm. not received information directly to me about this languaging and how to proceed. So I am just listening, getting ideas, and moving forward with it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, I think there are three parts to my response. And the, the first thing that I want to really assure you in or assure you with is the fact that as you speak I hope everybody else is hearing this when you speak the whole of your heart resonates so what I'm doing as I listen to you is that I'm going deep into the sensorium of my body and feeling where your words where the resonance of your sound your voice moves me in my body and what you do is you take me into your heart into my heart 
And so as I go into my heart, the seat of the soul, I listen into the very core intricacy of the nuance and the subtlety within the message that you were speaking. And I feel that you are utterly authentic and that what you're preparing yourself for is to move into oracle status, to move into, um, into the availability of great transmission through spirit. And like language or polyglottis is one of the ways that we can access this level of divine communion. In order to achieve this, and this really goes to the second stage, uh, of what I wanted to share. There are three stages, right? The second stage is that we have to prepare our vessel. We have to become physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually immensely strong. We have to become clear. Our nervous system has to be calm and not, you know, not full of feverish mistrust. It needs to be really grounded. So, for example, when I first met the power of the angels of Atlantis, the 12 angels of Atlantis, that they, they showed me their honoring of me through a searing pain that moved all the way through my body and threw me to the floor. Now, this is what happens when we're in the presence of supernatural processes. Our physiology is affected um, and then we, you know, we start to hear about all sorts of extraordinary psychic phenomenon. The way that Padre Pio, who is this saint-like Jesuit priest, had the stigmata, meaning that he had the wounds of Jesus, uh, two holes in the palms of his hand and two holes in, in his feet, and a gash in his side where the spear pierced Christ Jesus' side when he was hanging on the cross. The whole point of this was that these, uh, these energies brought him a rare degree of compassion and his brothers would say that they would hear him struggling with unseen demons. That was his role, do you see? That he was moving between the worlds. And I'm not suggesting that this is your role. I'm just simply using a story to illustrate the mystical significance of what you have the potential for channeling and how at the moment it's not happening fully because you're being given the opportunity to really prepare the vessel of your physical membrane. So what's the best way of doing this? Well, meditation. You need to be meditating twice a day. And I would recommend that in the morning it's an active meditation, which is full of chant or prayer. And then later on in the day, depending on when your biorhythms permit it, allow the meditation to be passive. So breathe deeply into each chakra and really open up all of the energy, the chakras are the databases or the biocomputers for your body. So by breathing into each chakra, they will inform all of the neural pathways. So you will fill your cells with light. What I would firmly recommend is that you're living a plant-based diet, that you move yourself away from meats. You know, the angels are saying, tell everybody don't eat meat. It's dead flesh, it has no light, and it's shot full of hormones. So we're eating this stuff and poisoning our interior. Whereas the, um, the earth elementals that live within plant foods, they want to get inside us. So by eating 
the, the vegetables, by eating the fruit, by eating the ju or drinking the juices or the smoothies. These elementals are in the chlorophyll, and they go deep into the alimentary canal, and they're clearing out the deepest, darkest point of our body, which is our solar plexus. And then surround yourself with sacred tools. Continuously play sacred chants. Reach out for the Gayatri, the most sacred mantra. Uh, Diva Premal has a wonderful recording of it in her, in her album Essence. Make sure that you're engaging in prayer. Make sure that you're, you have beautiful sacred books around. Whomever, you, you know, whomever you're drawn to, um, um, you know, names <laughs> that I mentioned, Stuart Pierce, <laughs> Marianne Williamson. Um, you know, have sacred texts around. Burn incense. Purify your body. Have um, wonderful sacred icons around you. So you're preparing, preparing, preparing. And then when you move into stillness and your body is prepared, you will feel the pulsations of the divine moving through you. Now, what's interesting is that I reach into the oracle for a card to see which angel is illuminating much of the... Um, the expression that I've just been through because, you know, I, I believe that although I'm speaking that my sensory capacity is open to hearing the angels' voices. So it's almost as though they're speaking through me. And you can probably hear that as I speak, there are sounds, there's an orchestration of intention in sound which is entering into your body. And the angel that comes through is Safkiel. Safkiel is the angel of sacred love. And the card specific for you is compassion. And this is the highest vibrational influence in the 44-card oracle. What else is there but compassion? It's what all our great teachers have given us, whether it be the contemporary living people like His Holiness the Dalai Lama or Amachi, or if we look into the lives of Buddha or Krishna or Jeshua or Muhammad, what they did was to give us nothing but compassion. Or if we look into the lives of the Holy Mother, compassion, compassion, compassion. And on the front of the card, the image on the card is St. Francis. Now, my feeling is that this is very significant for you because I'm being shown images of you in holy orders in past life. And I would go so far as to say that the devotional pathway in holy order is so significant to you. It's not significant for you to move into holy orders in this life. You have the devotional path within you as a discipline, as, um, as a dedication. So move into the discipline and the dedication of a devotional path. It's just that you don't need to become a nun because what I was seeing is that you've been in the order of St. Clair, which is the female order of the Franciscans created by St. Francis. Now, sorry, there's a lot of information, but does that all make sense? Oh, my goodness. Check, 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 and check. I have a... <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> I have my, my um, spiritual place. I have I the only piece in terms of the food is I eat a little bit of salmon, but it's losing its desire. I meditate. I do the Gayatri. I have 
a statue of St. Francis in ah. my place. Everything you are saying, check, check, check. Oh, my God. Yeah. Blessings. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, isn't it? It's just that the, the angels are speaking to you through me. It's pure confirmation. You're doing all that you need to be doing. Because you're a visionary, time distorts and it gets heavy. Just be, I'm sorry, just be patient <laughs> and have mm-hmm. hope. And create it in a parallel reality if it's not happening here. Yes. Bless okay. you. Thank you so much for coming Beautiful. through. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you. Diana, well, pick a number job. between pick a number, Diana, between one and seventeen. Eleven. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> We're gonna go to caller number eleven in just a moment. Um that is um in Sa- uh, South San Francisco. Stuart Pierce is performing mini readings because they're beautiful examples of how a, an actual full-length reading works with him. You can see how he is highly intuitive, bringing forth the voice of the angels. And so um, we're going to get to that special offer in just a moment. Let's do go to caller um, 11 in South San Francisco, phone number ending 5351. Hi, Hi you're Hi, What's it's Kathy. Kathy? Hi, yeah. Kathy. I love Hi, your Kathy. Your voice is so beautiful and so soothing, and you have beautiful eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. bless you, bless you, bless you. <clears throat> um, well, it's I a voice that worked on for many, many years. But, yeah, it's something that everybody has always said there's something about your voice. So I guess I guess I'm really lucky. <laughs> but darling, how can I help you? Um, well, I had a major spiritual awakening a few years ago and it was really beautiful and then um it, a lot of things were happening, like you said, you know, these things were tapping into um different abilities and things and I always knew I was kinda of different when I was younger, but I really have been searching, I kind of um things kind of got shut down and um, I won't go into it. We, we're not here for that, but just as usual, family things. I've had to let people go. And I've really been isolated. Um, and I have been isolating because I have been trying to heal from wounds um, for most of my life. And now I've been kind of lost on, um, you know, what to do, where to go next. And I, I um, But I haven't been really able to meditate well. <laughs> So um, I know I need to really sit in silence more or when I go to walk. But um, anything you can help me? Um, well, yes. I mean, you know, as you know, what you experienced was an immensely genuine spiritual crisis. I mean, this is mystical madness. And you see, um, this, is ti- this is a time where our physical membrane, our emotional bodies, because they're searching for this rare degree of high frequency. They know, you see, because our bodies, our cells were encoded with the information that is now forthcoming. It's just that we're living weight, space, and time, and they're very, very dense energies. And so our bodies are afflicted, they're affected. Um, and you know, going through the mystical madness, so to speak, that you went through, you've done the most extraordinary thing, which is to 
separate yourself to heal. You've gone into the cave. You've become the hermit. And there will come a time when you need to reach out for communion with others, whether it be one or you know, a group of people, and they will come. They will magically come. In the past, what would happen is that we would go to those people that understood us, not because they would fade it or fix it or hide it, but because they would just simply honor the madness that we were going through and just gently hold us in that space until the storm had passed. So I feel that the storm that raged within you is reaching a point of completion. And as a result of that, when the student is ready, the master will come. So someone is coming to you, and I feel that in your, as you put it, isolation, that your, that your heart is beaconing, it's calling, your heart is the seat of the soul, is calling out. And therefore, the person who will come as a teacher, as a guide, as a merchant of epiphany, is hearing this in their soul. So please have belief, faith, and trust that this is going to happen. Um, I'm going. I'm going into the oracle to see <laughs> immediately. Oh, wow. oh my God! These angels, I just love them. They're so accurate. To see who's talking to you, and the card that comes forth is Jophiel, and Jophiel is this beautiful yellow citrine orb. Is the angel of liberation, and on the card is the image of the divine mother. And the uh, attribution on the base of the card is the word forgiveness. So you see the karma that you recognized and that you moved into the splendid spiritual isolation to release, to reveal, to release, to reveal, to repair deep, deep, deep within the emotional body and therefore within yourselves was also triggered by past life trauma that you are now moving into this sacred vessel of forgiveness. What I want you to do, and I I believe that why this card has come, is to hand it over to the Divine Mother. Now, whether this be Mary or Isis or Kuan Yin, hand it over. Just simply, let's say a prayer right now for you. Dear Mother, hold in your beautiful, unconditionally loving gaze, this dear daughter of yours, and allow her to give to you all of her feelings of separation, all of her feelings of woe, all of her feelings of realization in relation to the substance that she is releasing that we're seeing is a karmic debt. Take this from her. Place it into the safekeeping of the eternal unfolding nature of creativity and wrap this dear daughter of yours in rings of exquisite light so that she is comforted, so that she is caressed, so that she is given succor to be the woman that she wishes to be, irrespective of any of the challenges that she's been through. And so it is. Amen. 
And so at some point over the next 48 hours, you're going to feel the transmission. You may already be, be feeling it, but you will feel the transmission of the Divine Mother coming in and literally bathing you in the juice of her love. Um, how's that? That was really beautiful. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. The element of forgiveness. Are you familiar with the Huponopono? Yes, I've been trying to do yeah. that. Um, yeah. I have it well, actually you know, on the refrigerator. Whatever <laughs> it is, even if it's Good. inside yourself, just use it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And automatically, she will use this as a high-octane um, trajectory to move her love through. Bless you for coming through. I will be praying for you. Thank you so much, both of you. Oh, thank you so much, Kathy. Enjoy. Well, um, Stuart, that is a beautiful message. And just feeling it, that's something that we can all use, that prayer, asking the Divine Mother to hold us in her eyes, in her love. And actually, it's very interesting because the Ho'oponopono has been coming up a lot lately in our discussions. Uh, It's very useful, and the violet flame as well. So I just love that. Yeah, I feel uh, they help clear. powerful technology for today, spiritual yes. technology for today. I feel, mm-hmm. you know, because it's very, very high. It's used by the high initiates. And what yes. we're all, you know, no matter what our level of development, we're all being given it. So I feel it's a, a beautiful, sacred gift that we're being presented with from the kahuna, from the, the sacred ones of Lumeria and Atlantis. Um, mm. It's really crucial. And of course, we all know the story, which is just so breathtaking, about Dr. Hugh Lin using it and healing all of the people that were in the psychiatric unit of the hospital in Hawaii. And he didn't go anywhere near them. He just simply, um, mm-hmm. you know, the story goes that when he'd actually achieved after four or five weeks of um, just saying this from nine, nine until five every day, five days a week, that all the people started getting better. And so the hospital administrators approached him and said, but people are getting better. And he said, well, isn't that what you wanted? <laughs> and they said, yes, you haven't been anywhere near them. It seemed unconventional what he was doing. And he said, well, I didn't need to. And they said, what do you mean? He said, I just healed the madness in my own soul. And the Ho'oponopono. So you see, whatever we see on the outside of us is a mirror image of what's going on within. So the Ho'oponopono is a sacred vessel of profound proportion. Uh, and, of course, you know, as Dr. Yu Lin teaches, um, and I'm trying to remember, it was Joe Vitale, I think, who brought it to us, isn't it? Who is one of the yeah. great abundances. But we don't, it, it works also on, non, on non-material objects. Yes. I used it in a restaurant two months ago because mm-hmm. a group of people, I was on tour, and a group of people who were hosting me wanted to take me off to a really beautiful restaurant. And so they took me into this fantastically expensive restaurant. And as we walked in, I looked at them all and I said, I'm sorry, I, I can't be here. And they said, but what, what do you mean? What do you mean? It's one of the most best, it's the best restaurant in town. And I said, no, it's just full of anger. I can't be here. <laughs> and there was obviously mm-hmm. some drama had taken place and the head waiter was being beastly to some of the other waiters <laughs> and waiters. And, um, and I said, well, wait a minute, I, I, I will stay under one condition. 
can we all sit down and hold hands and use the bono bono? <laughs> and they said, you're crazy. And I said, no, I'm not crazy. You know, it was in the middle of the evening, so it was a restaurant packed full of people. So we all sat at the table. There were about six of us, seven of us, and we held hands. And we spent five minutes saying, just very gently, underneath our breath, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. And the head waiter, who had been extremely rude to us, came along uh-huh. after those five minutes and said, we're really, really sorry for the disturbance that you may have felt. I want you to realize that your appetizers are going to be on the house. <laughs> and may I get you bottles of the best wine? <laughs> oh. So oh, isn't that amazing? We completely turn yeah. the situation uh-huh. around. <laughs> yes. Powerful. Okay, so everyone, use that Ho'oponopono. It's quite exquisite. And, you know, we were talking earlier about the family members that may be toxic or or people in our lives, and this really works well for that. Ho'oponopono really works well. And also, I I used it today. I experienced a little teeny bit of road rage. (laughs) So it's like, okay, Violet Flame and the Ho'oponopono, it does work. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to come back to a few more calls before we wrap Mm. up our episode today. Stuart, you have a special offer. I want to direct our um, listeners to the special offer page because there's some – Voice alchemy, sound recordings, and um, energy of the angels in your special offer. And it's really incredible because to have a personal session with you, you have opened up your calendar. Uh, Those who have not yet had a personal session with you, you are in for a treat. So share with us, Stuart, a little bit more. And even for those who have a session with you, you have people coming back to you because this is an energy alignment. Can you share with us about this special offer? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm scrabbling through the, your website, my darling, and I can't oh, oh, find oh. it the absolute okay. precise. You have it open in front of you. Yes, I do. And so sure. this one is okay. Um isn't that so, I'm so funny? Sorry. It's okay. Here we go. Find it. Find it. There are some beautiful recordings and downloads that come with this <laughs> that people can use. And also, you'll see there's a special offer. We're going to talk about that. Oh, here we are. Okay. And we've also done a mastery empowerment course with you, and that was a beautiful mm. experience. And so we invite people to check that one out too. That was opening up to the oh, energies of okay. this year. Oh, good, you? you do. It's the. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple so of options. There's miracle right? angelic the, sound healing, and there yeah. are three offers. There's offer angelic one, codes. Mm-hmm. The angelic codes, which are just absolutely extraordinary. Um, incantations, mantras, and prayers that are all in MP3 or through video status. Um, There's also the prologue to the Angels of Atlantis, um, which, of course, you know, you're not buying the whole book. You're getting the prologue, but you're getting the meat of the book. And uh, this is all moderately priced at $97. And then the second offer is um, Sound Healing Miracles, a class thereof, and healing meditations, incantations, as well as the things that I have just shared. 
um, and this is priced at a moderate $127. And then the third offer includes a 30-minute soul reading. So we can go much further than, of course, you hear me exchanging today, which is very, very quick five, maybe ten-minute readings. Um, we're going deep into the very core of the way that our soul council is wanting to open and spread its wings to fly through our 3D lives. So there is no separation, there is no dichotomy. And um, you know, if we're looked at bleakly by the dear ones that are in our lives and they just don't understand, we know automatically that we always have our kindred spirits to rest on. Anyway, so this 30-minute soul reading is in addition to all the other items that I've just expressed many incantations, audios, video, meditations, etc., etc., all designed so that we can feel the vibration of the angels coming through. And this third offer is immensely moderately priced at $197. Yes, beautiful. And of course, you know, we know, you and I know, Lorraine, that so many people have come from our initial transmission of the angelic sound healing miracles. So many wonderful people have come through. I've been so honored. Wow, it's been amazing meeting so many people. And so they're very successful devices. And I feel that uh, many, many people's lives have been changed, which is beautiful. Yes. Yes, and it, again, this is a great accelerator for those on the path. And as we heard from the few examples of the many readings that you gave, you hit it spot on. And that is just, uh, it, it just helps bring the validation forward for the people who know that within their lives. Some people may still have questions about that, but when they hear the message, it resonates. And so again, I'll say it. If you have not yet had a session with Stuart Pierce, you are in for an incredible ride. So please take a look at that. And if you would like another session to advance your journey, to maybe follow up on the next phase of a question, this is beautiful. Take uh, Stuart up on this offer. We also, it, this can be used for new earth creations, what's your mission, right? These are deep soul embodiment <clears throat> questions, and, and it's perfect. So, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. Let's go to, we're going to go to, we're going to go across the pond over to, I think it's your neck of the woods. It is a phone number ending in 0824. And you are muted. Hi. Hi, what's your name? Hi, my name's Carol. Carol. Carol, yes. Carol. Hi, Carol. Hello. Where are you? I'm in Liverpool. Oh, in... welcome, Liverpool. I thought I could Thank hear a little you. bit of Liverpool coming through. So how can we help <laughs> you this evening or this night? I, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed the show. And it's been great. Listening in. I wondered if you could read my soul right at this present moment. Well, what's happening in life, sweetheart? Well, when you were talking to the first caller, it's a bit much like that. Sometimes going two steps forward, ten steps back. And I learned what you said about toxic uh, or yeah. relationship. 
I'm still going mm. through that. And mm. I thought I could rise above it. Okay, so um, thank you for revealing, you see. If, if, the, if, the, if it's a blank canvas, it's very difficult to see definition. And as soon as the, the individual like yourself reveals something, asks a question, then automatically your heart opens, your soul flutters and shimmers in front of me, and I can see it so clearly. And so the key theme that I feel you're asking about is how can I cure Because there's this conversation going on inside all the time, which is, shall I, shan't I, will I, won't I? Shall I do this? Oh, no, I better not, because I might offend them. And so what you're being asked to do is to make a choice, which is the highest choice for you in response to your love for them, and stay steadfast to the choice. So you don't compromise. You just... You know, I'm, re I'm reminded of a line from Shakespeare, which is, screw your courage to the sticking place and you'll not fail. But what happens is you screw your courage and then you waver. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. shall I, shan't I, will I, won't I? No, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and then you will achieve the objective of what you want to achieve. In other words, you will feel a sense of your own sovereignty. You'll feel a sense of your own power achieving extraordinary things for you. So you'll feel liberated. You'll feel in harmony. You'll see that the world treats you or regards you in a very, very different way. And as a result of that, as you look backwards at the problem that you're talking about within the family, because I'm seeing the conflicts within the family are really ripe, aren't they? That you'll see that the antagonism that you've been receiving just calms down. Does that make any sense? Yes, it does. It does. Certainly. Okay, cool. I'm going to ask one of the angels to speak to you. Thank you. And the card that comes through is Michael who is the cosmic leader who wants to lead you in this. And, of course, you know, you heard Lorraine talking about the violet flame. Are you familiar with the violet flame, the law of transmutation? Yeah, wonderful. So use the violet flame because on the card is Michael is the champion of the violet flame. And Michael has always presented himself or itself to me as a violet or amethyst color, never as blue. And on the card, the card is called Enchantment, and on the card is a unicorn. Now, the unicorns disappeared um, many hundreds of years ago when we moved away from nature. But they're now reappearing re because they realize that many of us are really trying to love the planet and to shift climate change. So on the card is a beautiful unicorn, and the word on the card is Enchantment that Michael and the unicorn that loves you wants to take you into the kingdom of the enchanted. So as we approach this weekend and the new moon on May 4th, what I'd love you to do is to gift yourself um, a, a trip, an excursion, an outing to a group of people or, you know, you may be going to a spiritualist church to listen to a medium or going to a, 
new new age or my body spirit store in town or go and have a treatment whether it's a massage or a facial or a reading from someone whom you trust move into the kingdom of the enchanted i wish you well my love i hope i hope the 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 problem the challenge resolves itself very easily and i have very easily i know it's quite complex i can feel it but you're doing really okay. well bless you for coming through bless you a thousand blessings to you both god bless thank bless you, you Carol. Be my prayers yes thank oh, you thank you <laughs> beautiful all right and so yes let us know how that goes it's always wonderful to hear back how these tools the ho'oponopono and the violet flame actually assist us and even the archangels, the angels that are there to assist us as well. And these sacred chants, because they calm us, don't they? Yeah. They, they, t- they keep refining, refining. I'm, I have sacred music playing all the time. You know, anybody who comes into my base, which is like a sort of temple, <laughs> a temple in itself. You know, I had a corporate client this afternoon who came and said, oh, my God, the energy in here is extraordinary. Well, I'm sure oh, it's yeah. fortified. The fact that I burn mm-hmm. incense, I have a lot of crystals, but I have my sacred chants playing all the time. And they go on all through the night. That is beautiful. And the mm. downloads that you offer allow people to do that, so it's all accessible. And I think I mm. heard the music, I heard some bells um, as you were speaking, so it did come across, and the energetics of it certainly came across in this call tonight. Mm. So I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, Stuart. It's quite amazing. You and I are going to do another Mastery Empowerment course coming up mm. later this summer, mm. so stay tuned, everyone. Mm. You'll have access mm. to that. Uh, but this is all for um, the calls that we have for tonight. So we thank everyone. Sorry we could not get to your calls. But we do encourage you to get a personal session with Stuart. So, Stuart, you have actually opened up your calendar, and mm. people could um, my, meet yeah. with you. They can meet with you pretty quickly here. It doesn't take long they at can. all. can, absolutely. Please, dear ones, you know, book in. Because May, uh, I've been able to shift scheduling around because I'm – in the, you know, during the mornings I'm writing, and then I'm open for sessions in the afternoon and the early evenings. Um, and of course, you know, I just wanted to quickly add that the transmissions that the, the wonderful people that have come forward this evening have received, we all receive the healing. Yes. So by listening in, you've all, maybe phenomenon has occurred to you that you know you felt caressed, you felt. Um, a breeze passed by you or you've actually seen images or you've smelled beautiful perfumes. Often the angels come with rose oil as a basis. And so, you know, if you, if you are brimming full of energy, God bless you. But then if there are people <laughs> who have questions, please come forward and you know, embark on this journey of a soul reading. You will never, ever regret it. It is exquisite. We've heard from the many people who've taken you up on your session, and they have come back, even uh, multiple sessions with you, because it is magical, and it's extremely helpful. So I just want to thank you, Stuart Pierce, for making yourself so available. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, here you are. Your your book is going to come out. You've written a book that's in publication uh, that comes forth with the uh, Princess Diana experience of you working with her. So you're writing books. You're receiving the information. You're chanting. You're meditating. And you're still opening up your calendar to help others. That really is a service of light. And I can't thank you enough for that. So really, I do sincerely thank you. Okay. Well, as we say goodbye, I would like you to close our sacred circle with a a message from the angels. So the message that comes through is angels live to feel whereas humans live to know. Angels do not need schooling as humans do for they know the essence of everything through their highly electrified intuition. Intuition is the soul of great thinking. Intuition is the superhighway that carries the angel's distinct magic. Intuition sounds like the laughter of a bubbling brook or the gurgling of a babe or the wind moving through the trees or the inspiration of lovers sweetly loving. And from my heart to everybody who has listened in in cyberspace, namaste, namaste, namaste. And to you, dear Lauren, thank you so much. Lauren, sorry. Thank you so much for allowing this to take place. It's been wonderful meeting you again. Likewise, Stuart Pierce, thank you, thank you, thank you. You have warmed our hearts, opened our hearts, and taken us more fully into 5D, and it feels wonderful. Thank you, and namaste. Namaste, darling. And now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Just enjoy and feel the love. Remember to live. Love is all there is. Namaste.
thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart as we raise our own vibration we raise the vibration of the planet this show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love access all quantum conversations special offers from our guests and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.